It's the Heartland at Noon on 800 CHAB. Here's Rob Carney. Welcome to the Wednesday, December 22nd, 2021 edition of the Heartland at Noon. First full day of winter. Coming up on the program today, some winter weather on the way. Expecting some snow this afternoon and tonight. We'll check the five-day forecast in a few minutes. The latest on COVID-19, including Prime Minister Justin Trudeau, who addressed the nation last hour. We'll share that. The Provincial Emergency Operations Center updating us on the provincial situation yesterday, and that included a statement from our Chief Medical Health Officer, Dr. Saqib Shahab. We'll share that with you. Reflecting on what was uh, a most remarkable year of adapting and overcoming, failure and success, we'll focus on the success stories today when we visit with Moose John District Chamber of Commerce CEO Rob Clark, and a big day down at the Riverside Mission with the annual Christmas dinner. The Merry Christmas Meal on 3 o'clock. Being served takeout style. And not only will our local less fortunate folks get a wonderful dinner thanks to the community, they're also going to get gifts from today's sponsors, the Moose Jaw Shrine Club and Aaron Rustin of Purpose Financial. We'll visit with Mr. Rustin today on the Heartland at Noon. You're listening to 800 CHAB Moose Jaw, a Golden West radio station. Discover Moose Jaw News for the Moose Jaw Warriors. The 16-game season ticket package makes the perfect gift. Buy before December 24th to get the New Year's Eve game bonus. Available at the Warriors office and sasktix.ca. Good afternoon, I'm Haley Shirky. The mission is hosting their annual Merry Christmas meal for the less fortunate in our community from 3 till 5 this afternoon. And the Moose Jaw Shrine Club, along with Aaron Rustin from Purposed Financial, will also be in attendance. We want to make a difference in the lives of the everyday people that we see on our streets sometimes, like I say, that don't have what we have. So what we've done is we've come together. We've put together some stay warm packages, so to speak. We're going to have some mitts and some toques and some mugs for coffee or warm drinks inside and some other food type items. The gifts and the meal will be delivered in a takeout style at the Mission, again from 3 till 5 this afternoon. Riverside Mission is located on Manitoba Street East in downtown Moose Jaw. For Derek and Lori Freeman, their children will be experiencing Christmas in Canada for the first time. The Freemans adopted three children from a Ukrainian orphanage nearly a year ago, and this will be their first Christmas together as a family. Derek said the process to bring the kids to Canada was a long one. Usually it takes about a year to from start to finish for the adoption process out of Ukraine, but with COVID, uh, it took about two years. The children did not speak English when they were adopted, but they are catching on to the language and are attending school at Sacred Heart. New modeling by the Saskatchewan Health Authority has outlined the best case and worst case scenarios when it comes to the Omicron variant. The modeling shows that COVID-19 cases could rapidly increase in the next couple of weeks with the current public health measures. Saskatchewan's chief medical health officer, Dr. Shahab, warned there are still many unknowns about the Omicron variant. But of course, if it's more transmissible and we see twice the number of cases, uh, that kind of uh, balances out the benefit from it being less severe. Shahab said the best defense is to get vaccinated, social distancing, mask up, and keep Christmas get-togethers small. One death in relation to COVID-19 was reported yesterday. 67 new positive cases were also reported, along with 75 recoveries. The South Central Zone has none of the new cases. Saskatoon had 29, and Regina had 13. 556 cases are considered active. 98 people are in hospital, 67 are receiving inpatient care, and 31 are being treated in the ICU. Just in time for Christmas, a number of outdoor rinks are ready for your skating enjoyment. East End Park, Clark Gillies, Kinfield, West End, Elgin, Moose Square, Henley's, Sunningdale Park, and a fan favorite, the Waccamaw Oval, are all flooded and ready for your holiday skates. On Tuesday, the provincial government announced that 10 new highway cameras have been installed in various places across Saskatchewan. These are cameras to help the highway hotline keep up-to-date information on road conditions. The closest new camera to Moose Jaw is on Highway 1 east of Chaplin. The highway hotline website is constantly updating 
and it's accessible 24 hours a day, seven days a week. The provincial government released their first annual oil and gas emissions report on Monday. For more, here's Discover Moose Jaw's Sean Slatt. The provincial government unveiled its methane action plan in 2019, aimed to reduce methane emissions by 40 to 45 percent of 2015's levels by 2025. On Monday, in the first oil and gas emissions report, they reported methane emissions were down by nearly 50 percent of the levels in 2015. The emissions were vented and flared gas from upstream oil facilities throughout Saskatchewan. For Discover Moose News, I'm Sean Slatt. And now, the Golden West Radio Money Scope for Aaron Rustin of Purposed Financial, bringing understanding and financial success to clients for over 35 years. The TSX is up 65 points, the Dow Jones is up 168 points, the NASDAQ is up 135 points, and the Canadian dollar is up at 77.85 cents U.S. And do you have a story to share? Click Submit News on discovermoosejaw.com. The federal government is expanding its definition of a pandemic lockdown in order to make more businesses and workers eligible for financial assistance. The new rules will allow laid-off employees to access the Canada Worker Lockdown Benefit, which provides $300 a week to anyone who can't work because of a COVID-19 lockdown. It will also let business owners access targeted aid if they are forced to close their doors. A member of the Alberta opposition has resigned from the NDP caucus after reporting to leader Rachel Notley that he is involved in a criminal investigation. Edmonton South MLA Thomas Dang says he was notified by a family member that the RCMP has executed a search warrant on his home. No arrests or charges have been laid. Rescue officials say a landslide at a remote jade mine in northern Myanmar has left at least one person dead and 70 missing. A search and rescue operation is underway. Reports were scanned from the area in northern Kachin State, which is the center of the world's biggest and most lucrative jade mining industry. And the World Junior Hockey Tournament is going ahead in Alberta this week, despite rising cases of the coronavirus in the host province and around the world. Premier Jason Kenney says his government will try to blunt the spread of the virus with a new set of province-wide restrictions on Friday. I'm Pam Fedick. Now, discover Moose Jaw Sports. The local high school basketball season is underway in senior boys' action. Central outscored Peacock 95-90 last night. Mo Jabata. I think I said that right. Mo led the way for the winners with 38 points and 11 rebounds. Amiel Chin chipped in 23 points while Tommy Vincent netted 10. Bryce Bauman scored 40 for the Toilers while Max Simpson had 29. Central Senior Girls beat the Peacock Girls last night 80-50. Molly McLean and Ava Nichols led the way for Central with 14 points each. Ella Machowski had 14 points for Peacock. It's official the NHL has confirmed its players will not be going to the 2022 Beijing Olympics. That decision comes amid COVID-19 concerns that have seen a total of 45 games postponed since December 13th. Pre-tournament games at the World Junior Hockey Championships will be played tomorrow in Red Deer and Edmonton. Each team will play just one exhibition game before the tournament begins on Boxing Day. Team Canada will play Russia tomorrow night. And the Toronto Raptors missing seven players as they got set to uh, take on the Bulls in Chicago tonight. Uh, COVID-19 protocol. The team signed five players from the G League under the league's hardship rule so they could put a team on the court tonight. And now the NBA has uh, postponed that Raptors game. Remember, when you want your local sports stories and scores, submit a sports story by going to Quick Links on discovermoosejaw.com. Your Discover Moose Jaw weather. We've got some snow on the way. I'm looking at weather radar right now. There's a couple of strips of precipitation going from Carrobert uh, down through Kindersley and Rosetown. Then another strip from Eston down through, uh, oh, the Gull Lake area. And more moving this way uh, from uh, Montana. So here's the forecast for Moose Jaw and area. Mostly cloudy skies for the rest of the day. Couple of centimeters of snow this afternoon. High minus five.
Tonight, more snow, a couple more centimeters. Temperature rises to minus 3 by morning. Tomorrow, we'll start the day with sunshine, but increasing afternoon cloud, flurries. The high tomorrow, plus 3. Showers and or flurries on Thursday night, and it gets windy and cooler air moves in, low minus 19. Friday, sunny with a high of minus 17. Christmas Day, cloudy, flurries, high minus 21. More flurries Christmas night with a low of minus 23. And then Boxing Day, cloudy, 60% chance of flurries, high minus 21. Yesterday's high for Moose Jaw, minus 5. Normal high at this time of year, minus 7. Normal low, minus 18. Record high, 10 degrees, set back in 1994. Record low, minus 37 in 1983. Sun came up at 9.01. Sun goes down at 5.01. This hour, Moose Jaw, minus 8. Regina, minus 8. Assiniboia, Gravelberg, minus 11. Rockland, Coronac, minus 12. Swift Current, minus 8. Elbow, minus 10. Davidson, Watrous, minus 11. Once again, Assiniboia minus 11, Regina minus 8, and with the wind out of the southeast at 12, and the relative humidity at 81%, it's minus 8 degrees in Moose Jaw. Paul Martin commentary. Road report coming up. Heartland at noon, 800 CHAB. Tonight's Lotto 649 draw is an estimated $14 million, plus the guaranteed $1 million prize. $14 million. Get that Lotto 649 feeling. Diamonds, diamonds, diamonds. Gina Jewelry has a great selection of jewelry for everyone and every occasion, including custom-made pieces. Plus, they can fix and maintain your jewelry. They will even buy your old gold. Gina Jewelry International, 240 High Street West. This is Aaron Rustin of Purpose Financial, where we've been bringing clarity, understanding, and success to our clients' personal financial plans for over 35 years. And you're listening to The Heartland at Noon on 800-CHAB. I need more music there. Still looking for the Paul Martin commentary. Hang on, I think I got it. Let me see. No, I don't have it. Today's Paul Martin commentary is not available. The road report is, though. It's brought to you by My Addictions Clothing Boutique, Town and Country Mall. Stop by and check out their great selection of fashions and accessories and enter to win a gift box with luxurious products worth over $300. Well, not much happening locally. Uh, Nothing new to tell you about, which is good. No water main breaks. That's good news. Saskatchewan highways, uh, there was some pavement frost and uh, still some pavement frost on uh, highway, let me see here. No, they've lifted that now. All good. Highway 1, border to border, (laughs) in good winter driving condition. Same with uh, most highways in the local area, Highway 11 included. Although as you get closer to Saskatoon, there's some loose snow and swirling snow up there. And do keep in mind, uh, we do have a couple of centimeters of snow on the way this afternoon and a couple of centimeters on the way this evening. So if you have travel plans, again, keep that in mind. We'll take a break. We'll be back. More coming up. Heartland at noon, CHAB. Moose Jaw, notoriously entertaining. The Southfield Bowling Center is open every day throughout the holidays except December 24th and 25th with Rock and Glow Bowling Specials on Boxing Day and New Year's Day. Gather family and friends for fun and games this Christmas season at the South Hill Bowling Center. John's Music. Give the gift of music this Christmas. All types of instruments, lessons, even sound equipment for holiday gatherings. Christmas sounds great at John's Music in downtown Moose Jaw, 37 Main Street North. Fa-la-la-la love, John's Music. It's not just fully managed digital ad campaigns. It's freeing up time to spend with your family. It's not just monthly insights from marketing experts. It's having more time to actually run your business. It's also not just handing over the keys to your marketing strategy. It's partnering with local experts to get back your time to focus on what matters. Because it's not just marketing. It's home field. See how Homefield can save you time at myhomefield.ca. This is Greg Marsnick from Heritage Insurance, and you're listening to The Heartland at Noon on 800 CHAB. In fact, this program is brought to you by Heritage Insurance and Purpose Financial, working together to serve you better. We added one more death 
67 new cases and 75 recoveries to the COVID-19 stats here in Saskatchewan yesterday. The South Central Zone uh, has none of the new cases, and in fact, we are now down to nine active cases in the local zone, down from 11 yesterday. Saskatoon had 29 new cases, Regina 13. So 556 cases considered active across the province, with 98 people in hospitals, 31 of those 98 being treated in ICU, and 59% of hospitalized people are not fully vaccinated. We are trending in a good direction in Saskatchewan, but as you know, the uh, Omicron variant is spreading across the country. Our Chief Medical Health Officer, Dr. Saqib Jahab, uh, spoke to that yesterday. Certainty right now is that we'll be surge up as high as other provinces are doing. We'll have to watch that closely. And actions we take over the holidays will determine if and when we will see a surge. And, of course, what actions can we take ourselves currently? And, um, you know, at some point, if our case numbers rise, what further measures could potentially be required to control the surge are all things that we will be watching closely over the holidays. So this just shows potentially that our case numbers could go up. And they are slightly going up right now, but not at a concerning level. But, you know, we are getting more more and more for isolations are Omicron. And of the Omicron that we have, 82 SNP positive, uh, about a third are due to international travel, a third are increasingly due to interprovincial travel, and a third are household contacts. We have had three, uh, um, you know, a handful of cases linked to a school outbreak uh, around um, less than five, and then a handful of cases, you know, less than five linked to uh, people on a hockey team. But so far, we have not seen widespread community transmission. But we know that over the next two or four weeks, Omicron will become the predominant strain in Saskatchewan. Uh, and we will see community transmission starting over the next weeks. And uh, the main goal is to prevent a high surge. We will see an increase in transmission. It is more transmissible. But we want to keep our numbers as low as possible while doing all the things that we can currently do and keep the slope as gradual as possible. Um, we, it, there's a lot of uncertainty in terms of, um, you know, Omicron definitely is more transmissible, but uh, what impact will it have compared to Delta on our population in terms of hospitalizations? Uh, obviously, there's some reports saying that it may be less severe, like 0.6% the severity. That is great news for us as individuals, especially if you're vaccinated and now boosted that it will continue to, uh, vaccines and boosters will continue to protect us. But of course, if it's more transmissible and we see twice the number of cases, uh, that kind of uh, balances out the benefit from it being less severe. So again, we need to uh, track that closely. At the moment, our uh, acute care uh, census is trending down slowly. It takes a longer time for people to get discharged. Um, but, you know, we have to watch closely if we start seeing an upward surge. The uh, federal government is uh, temporarily expanding eligibility for uh, two COVID-19 benefit programs to aid those affected by capacity uh, limits imposed in response uh, to the spread of the Omicron variant. Prime Minister Justin Trudeau uh, made the announcement uh, just last hour as provinces across the country tighten restrictions on business in response to a countrywide surge of COVID-19 cases. Last week, Parliament passed the new Canada Worker Lockdown Benefit a program that grants $300 a week to anyone who can, can't work uh, because of COVID-19 lockdown. The law also includes targeted aid for businesses that are ordered closed uh, as part of a local lockdown. Now, the government defined a lockdown to be when a health authority orders non-essential businesses closed and non-essential workers to stay home. Currently, no part of the country is officially in lockdown, leaving those benefits out of reach for people even as businesses shut their doors and workers are sent home. Prime Minister Justin Trudeau addressing the nation last hour. Thank you very much. Uh, Good morning, everyone. We're here today to talk about what we're doing to support workers and businesses and keep people safe. Before I get started, I just spoke with the two new leaders of Chile and Germany, both progressive leaders, where we talked about climate change, growing the middle class, trade and youth, protecting democracy, and of course, how we're all going to work together to get through this COVID pandemic. To have everyone's backs, as long as it took, as much as it took. That was the right thing, not just to help minimize the impact of the health crisis, but also to ensure 
that our economy uh, could handle the shocks that this crisis is facing. And that's unfortunately uh, what we're going to be continuing to do right now. I say unfortunately because, of course, nobody wants to be in the middle of an Omicron wave right now, but we are. So we are announcing today that we're temporary, temporarily expanding eligibility for key programs. For the Canada Worker Lockdown Benefit and the Local Lockdown Program, you'll be able to apply if you're subject to capacity-limiting restrictions. We need to, all of us, do what it takes to, so Canadians are protected and to have what you need to weather the storm. We're going to be there for the hard-hit regions, for specific sectors like art and culture, hospitality and tourism. We will be there to keep you and your family safe. We're going to continue to work closely with the provinces and territories, but we will be there with supports for the areas that need it. We have enough in the country uh, for everyone who needs it. Uh, so please go get those booster shots. They give you extra protection against Omicron uh, and in keeping us all safe. Uh, pediatric vaccines continue to roll out, get our kids vaccinated as well. Uh, it's going to be really, really important that we do everything we can uh, to get through this. We know that rapid tests are a part of the solution as well. We've delivered uh, about 85 million rapid tests up until the month of December to provinces and territories. Just this month in December, we're delivering about 35 million rapid tests to provinces and territories. And we've got tens and tens of millions uh, more rapid tests arriving in the coming weeks uh, into the new year. Uh, so provinces and territories uh, will have the supplies necessary to get them into people's hands. We need to follow public health guidelines to keep loved ones safe and to support our healthcare workers. I know people are tired. People don't want to be in this Omicron situation. I get it. None of us want to be here. We're tired of COVID. We want it to just go away, but we know it's not going to just go away unless we all do our part. Particularly when you think of how tired you are, how weary you are of having to deal with this COVID crisis that continues to go on and on and on, Know that there are people more tired than you. Know that our healthcare workers haven't had much of a break over the past two years, that they've been going flat out, keeping people safe, working in long-term care homes, working in hospitals and clinics, administering vaccines and boosters. Our frontline health workers have been extraordinary heroes. They have been there for us every step of the way. And now we need to be there for them. We need to prevent Omicron from overwhelming our healthcare systems. In order to do that, we have to keep contacts low. We have to make choices that are going to keep us and our families safe because Omicron is out there. And the way we show our support for those people who've been keeping us safe is by making sure they don't get overloaded this winter. We know this variant is spreading very quickly around the world, around the country, and indeed uh, around our own uh, communities and offices. My office is not immune. Uh, we have uh, three members of my staff and three members of my security detail who've tested positive. They're following all public health guidance. So am I, uh, and so must we all. But it's a reminder that the virus is all around us. It's very much a threat. We have to keep our guard up. We know what works. Canadians have shown over the past two years that we're able to step up for each other, that we are there for each other. We know what to do. We know how to wear masks. We know how to keep our distances. We know how to reduce our contact numbers. And if we do that well over the next couple of weeks, we're going to see a better winter and especially a better spring than otherwise. I know nobody wants to be in this situation right now, but Canadians have shown that we're there for our neighbors. We're there for our most vulnerable. We're there uh, for our frontline health workers. 
We have vaccines, we have PPE, we have rapid tests. We know what to do, we're going to do it. Because that's who we are as Canadians. We stick up for each other, we make those tough choices to keep each other safe, and we know that as long and dark as winters can be, spring is coming and spring will be better if we hunker down in the coming weeks. That's Prime Minister Trudeau, and uh, part of his address uh, this morning, he was joined by a, a number of others uh, addressing the nation, talking about uh, COVID-19 and uh, the Omicron uh, variant, or the Omicron variant, as most are pronouncing it. Um, Alberta, uh, if you haven't heard yet, bringing in stricter COVID-19 restrictions, including a capacity limit for the World Junior Hockey Tournament, which, uh, well, it's... It should be underway. They they had a bunch of pre-tournament games scheduled for this week. None of them went ahead. Each team will play one game tomorrow night with the tournament slated to start on Boxing Day. So Premier Justin Kenney says large venues that seat more than 1,000 people, including those sports arenas in Edmonton and Red Deer, where the World Junior Championships are on, will be capped at half capacity. Eating and drinking while seated at the venues will be banned. So we'll be watching the World Junior Hockey Championships while well, people in those arenas are masked up and unable to drink or eat. He says restaurants will be limited to 10 people per table as well starting this weekend. Those restrictions are to come into effect on Friday uh, in Alberta. No new strict restrictions from Saskatchewan as of yet. We'll take a time out. We'll be back to visit with Rob Clark from the Moose John District Chamber of Commerce. Our, our year-end visit coming up next on the Heartland at Noon. Hi, this is Tanya Latavere on behalf of Fountain Tire in Moose Jaw. Season's greetings. Thank you to our team for your long hours and hard work and to you, our community, for your trust and support. Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year from your family-owned and operated Fountain Tire in Moose Jaw. We have now seen the most tepid outlook for Saskatchewan's economy, this one from BMO Bank of Montreal. The economists at this particular chartered bank have always been on the bearish end of the spectrum on this quarterly forecast, with RBC anchoring the other end. And the new BMO report for the final quarter of the year suggests we will end 2021 with growth of just 2.8%. They have six other provinces with higher growth forecasts and a national average growth rate of 4.5%, nearly twice what they have us pegged at. And they see rather modest improvements in the coming months, with an expansion target of 3.4% next year, followed by 2.9% in 2023. In both those years, we'd sit sixth on their national hit parade. We also see us posting employment growth at the low end of the equation over the next 24 months, and housing starts to fall off in the next two years. But on the other side of the story, BMO sees Saskatchewan with the lowest inflation rate among the provinces. I'm Paul Martin. Yeah, we found the Paul Martin commentary. This is Aaron Rustin of Purpose Financial, where we've been bringing clarity, understanding, and success to our clients' personal financial plans for over 35 years. And you're listening to The Heartland at Noon on 800 CHAB. The new president of the Moose John District Chamber of Commerce, uh, Aaron Rustin right there from Purpose Financial, and the CEO of the Moose John District Chamber, Robbie Clark, joining us on The Heartland at Noon today to talk about the year that was and the year ahead. Let's start with the... COVID-19, while we're still on the topic after uh, having heard from Dr. Shahab and Prime Minister Trudeau, uh, the COVID-19 rapid tests, uh, when they first rolled into Moose Jaw, were available at the Moose Jaw District Chamber of Commerce. Uh, How has uptake been, and do you still have them? Uh, You know what, we're probably going to be out today. Um, Just quickly, sort of astounding, uh, and uh, while the uptake's been absolutely awesome, We've done over 9,000 tests we've handed out. So you take 9,000 boxes times five tests per box. So that's like, you know, 45,000, getting close to 50,000 tests are within our community right at the moment. So, and we're going to have two more pallets coming in the new year. Uh, So it's been, it's been pretty amazing. It's great to see the communities coming out uh, and picking them up and, uh, you know, looking for, you know, to to, to slowing down the the spread or stopping the spread and uh, protecting themselves and others. There's five tests in each box. Yes, and we've wow. done we've done over nine thousand boxes. We've we've handed out. Good deal. Um, well, it's not really a good deal, but it's good yeah, that people yeah, are, yeah. are are taking the time yeah, to for sure. to uh, to get tested. Uh, I know there are some available at the uh, Kinsman Sportsplex. I got some there. Um, okay, uh, the shop local survey. I want to ask you about this. There was a quick three questions that went out to uh, local chamber members in recent days, uh, talking mm-hmm. about uh, Christmas shopping and shopping local. Do we have results yet? 
Uh, we did get some results. I had a real quick peek at them today. Um, actually, the confidence level, uh, I think it was 94%. They're going to shop local uh, this holiday season. Uh, 88% are um, um, actually have shopped local, and they really and and they 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 understand the importance uh, and the impact that it can have uh, staying local. Yeah, no kidding. There was uh, the interesting part is, and I don't I couldn't bring them all down. I couldn't remember them all, uh, but there was eight pages of comments, and all the comments, the majority, 90% of them were all positive about uh, uh, about the shopping local. I think the entire community has uh, has really. Um um, taken that shop local uh, thing to heart over the course of mm-hmm. the past couple of years during this pandemic, realizing how important it is to support our friends and neighbors. Hey, eh? oh no, it's it's been awesome. And uh, the other thing too, the, the communication uh, has actually been ramped up in the marketing of it all. You, I know you guys are doing quite a bit of it, so people are starting to understand the importance. And really, what it does, it's. Uh, the confidence levels in the businesses with the, with the consumers that just that's starting to connect the dots for our for our future. Uh, you know, the money stays in Moose Jaw, and we just continue to grow and and add amenities and and uh, you know make our city better. Yeah, I think everybody's jumped on board. I mean, mm-hmm. we've got uh, of course we've got Homefield and Discover Moose Jaw operating out of this building. Of course, we've got uh, the old fashioned radio for ninety nine years on eight hundred CHAB. Yeah. Country 100 and Mix 103, all driving home the message. And uh, also the Moose Jaw Express, Wow Factor Media, also totally behind uh, this this whole shop local yeah, thing. Yeah, the collaboration is unbelievable. And everybody, well, we're, we're all in love with our community. We want our community to grow and we want our community to be prosperous and vibrant. So it's, uh, yeah, I got to thank everybody because it's just it's a, a bit of everybody that's making this happen. Rob Clark is the CEO of the Moose John District Chamber of Commerce, joining us on the Heartland at noon for a little uh, pre-Christmas uh, um, end-of-the-year interview here today. 2021 coming to a close, and what a year it was, Robbie. I mean, uh, full of ups and downs and, and failures and success. And and let, let's focus on the success stories. Um, number one, I think, uh, when it um, comes to the Chamber of Commerce, the big give what a wonderful thing that was! It went it went beyond your expectations and your goals. Yeah, very much so. And uh, I still wander around, and I just feel uh, you know what it's so rewarding to see what happened. I mean, we were out delivering the food as well, so that was it was pretty amazing. And the community, the buying of the community, uh, so it's in our plans for the future to keep on going. Uh, I've already talked to a couple of the major uh, sponsors, so hopefully we can uh, do that because. Um, but yeah, that that was that was amazing. <laughs> I think I've told I've told you we were expecting five thousand. We got like twenty nine thousand, and uh, and then that meant twenty six hundred uh, uh, meals went out into the community. So, yeah, it was way way over uh, uh, you know our expect expectations. Sorry. Let's talk about uh, remind our listeners uh, how it all worked. Uh, the community got behind the the whole project uh, to to buy local meals from local restaurants, and then in in conjunction with Hunger in Moose Jaw and the Moose Jaw District Food yeah. Bank, that's how we identified the people who could uh, use a meal, right? Yeah, that's that's true. So and and so out of that, we uh, about twenty six hundred uh, people were fed, uh, and we went through Hunger Moose Jaw and discovered, as you said, uh, the food. Uh, Moose District Food Bank, and they're the ones that uh, actually, you know, found the people. All the money went back to the local restaurants, and they were all, uh, and 23 of the restaurants uh, in, in the city were participating. So it was, I, I always say win, win, win. Let's talk about the sponsors who made it all happen. Uh, well, you know, we just had numerous sponsors. We had, we had a few at $1,000, some are, you know, down to $20. Uh, you know, just people within the community. Uh, the big sponsor was uh, Mosaic. Uh, they uh, dropped in $10,000, which really actually uh, didn't kickstart it, but actually got the momentum and kept the momentum going. And the businesses just phoning in and challenging other businesses. It was it was, uh, it, it was, it was a fun and interesting and, again, rewarding uh, rewarding ride. I know you uh, were run off your feet, but you had a lot of fun delivering those meals on on occasion. Yeah, my goal in life is if I'm not having fun, I'm not doing it. So this is why we're doing it again, and uh, so I, I want to do everything. The only time I get frustrated is at the golf game. <laughs> 
Me too, buddy. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, and you, the sponsorship was, was absolutely wonderful. Yeah. The Big Give, a, a wonderful success. And uh, thoughts about doing it again coming up in the future. So that's uh, that's really cool. And I know uh, the local restaurants, local restaurant owners and managers uh, really, really uh, enjoyed it. Uh, making the meals for the people and getting uh, getting yeah. some cash flow into the restaurants again as well. Uh, we just uh, we just heard uh, Aaron Rustin uh, and his uh, Purpose Financial Breaker, of course, uh, sponsor on the Heartland at noon. In fact, Aaron's going to join us here in just a few minutes. The uh, Well Purpose Financial and the Shrine Club uh, sponsoring a, a Christmas event at the uh, Riverside Mission later today. The Riverside Mission hosting uh, their annual uh, Merry Christmas meal between three and five, and the Shrine Club and Purpose Financial will be delivering gifts to all the uh, local less fortunate folks who will be there to uh, to get their meal takeout style. New president, Aaron Rustin, uh, taking a lead in the community. No, he is, and he always has been, and he's been, he's been very supportive of us at the chamber as well. And I know uh, just yesterday we had a board meeting, and he's asking how, how, how much more can we help with. And uh, so we have, uh, just to segue into another possible topic as events so we're excited about having getting some events started next year we understand uh this new variant that's coming through but we're going to start planning we we, we want to be prepared so we can uh, have some events all informational all educational events uh one of the ones we want to do is actually uh, uh pancakes and politics so we'll get uh, our our mayor in there and ask some questions of him so we'll, we'll have a lot of events happening so uh our board along with aaron driving them uh we'll we'll have some uh, great events uh coming up in the new year pancakes and politics yeah you come up that all by yourself well a little bit sometimes i <laughs> rob and deploy right <laughs> that's awesome uh citizen and group of the year the mj bex awards it's been a couple of years since we've been able to come together and, and celebrate as a community mm-hmm. uh you said you're planning for the future uh let's start with citizen and group of the year what's the plan for that event well that one there along with uh you know support and sponsorship from golden west and the three radio stations we're going to be doing that uh we just uh, had a little uh, uh technology uh glitch and we haven't been able to get it up on our website but nominations will be coming in soon or or you can put nominations in soon just going to the Moose John District Chamber of Commerce um, website or email us of course and we're we're planning in near the it's going to be the last week of uh, January I got to confirm a couple of things especially with uh, with you guys and uh, and we're looking forward to that there's a lot of people out there that have done amazing things and uh, we're pretty gritty and supportive during this last year and what about the MJ Bex Awards? Will they be coming back? They're coming back as well, and uh, we're we're excited about that. That's like one of our main events, and to get people out. And uh, this one here is we want to be the Heck Yeah Awards. Uh, it'll be called the MJ Bex Awards, but we want to be able to have that opportunity to high five one another and and just say hi and maybe, maybe even give a hug to somebody. Just we made it. Uh, but anyway, I guess that's uh, we'll we'll find out uh, how 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 deep we can go in uh, celebrating that, but. Anyway, uh, I think it's April twenty seventh is our projected date, awesome. and it'll have most of the camp, uh, most of the same, uh, uh, same awards. And you and I'll be talking about that many times, hopefully over the next uh, few months. Yeah, absolutely. And here we are, still masking up to talk to each other. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I look a lot better though. Eh? <laughs> I'll just leave that alone. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Rob Clark, the uh, CEO of the Moose John District Chamber of Commerce. I know you worked your tail off. Uh, you and Heather Bergdahl yes, yes. at the uh, Moose John District Chamber of Commerce worked your tails off over the course of the last year and the year before, uh, making sure uh, local businesses are supported and uh, and are vibrant and sharing ideas. And uh, like you said, you mentioned the educational component too, sharing a number of seminars uh, virtually with local businesses and, and making sure local businesses knew how to access federal funding mm-hmm. and federal support support programs and and whatnot uh, I know you've been a very important part of uh, of getting us through this this pandemic that we uh, that we're still in so way to go uh, I hope you're going to take some time off over the holidays yeah and thank you very much for that from me and Heather she's a big big part of it uh, yeah we're actually tomorrow at four o'clock we're going to close the doors and uh, we're going to come back on uh, January 3rd uh, uh, ready to go once again awesome Anything else you need to add today, sir? Yes, thanks to the community. Thanks to the business community. Thanks to you guys. And uh, Merry Christmas and uh, Happy Holidays to everyone, uh, all the listeners out there. Awesome. Thank you uh, for all you do. Thanks for dropping in today.
Rob Clark, Moosetown District Chamber of Commerce. We'll take a time out. We'll be back with more Heartland at Noon on CHAB. It's magic and memories. Wonders and wishes. And when it touches your heart, it feels like Christmas. The team at C&E Mechanical wishes you a warm and cozy holiday season. And to make sure it is, they're ready with 24-hour peace of mind service even during the holidays. Season's greetings from C&E Mechanical. Merry Christmas from your dollar store with more. Top up your presents, stuff your stockings, and brighten your home's holiday look with your dollar store with more. Little gifts that make a big impression. Find what you're looking for by finding them in the Civic Center Plaza. shall sing the gentle carol of peace on earth, goodwill to men? And who shall lift the lonely heart that Christmas truly come again? And who shall touch the hungry child and nourish those who are alone? And who shall take the wandering prince and welcome him into their home? Who shall take the lighted fire into the cold, deserted street? And, and who with open arms of love the vagabond so gently greet? We need look no farther than ourselves to find the answer to these things, for it is we and we alone glad tidings of great joy to bring. For Christmas leads to silver stairs, and we are the answer to those prayers. I'm Gip Forster. Have a Merry Christmas. Moosejaw Co-op Liquor Store knows that you enjoy nights of cards, games, and laughter. You gather with neighbors, family, and friends for eggnog lattes, cold beer, or a glass of Pinot Noir. The Moosejaw Co-op Liquor Store is for the host, for the guest, for you. Stocked for the holiday season with competitive pricing, specials, and giveaways. Plus, every Moosejaw Co-op Liquor Store purchase earns you equity and cash back membership benefits. Become a Moose Jaw Co-op member today. Be part of something bigger. Discover Moose Jaw weather for Prairie Heart Mobility. Make life easier with quality mobility products. Discover your options at prairieheartmobility.com. Today, it'll be mainly cloudy. We'll see some snow around 2 centimeters, a bit of light wind, a high of minus 5, and a wind chill near minus 13. Tonight, the snow will end and the skies will clear up. We'll still have some light wind. The temperature will rise to minus 3 by the morning, and we'll see a wind chill of minus 9 overnight. Tomorrow, it'll be sunny, but we'll still feel that wind chill of minus 9 in the morning. There will be some clouds and a small chance of flurries tomorrow afternoon. Wind will come from the southwest Gusting up to 50 and a high of plus 3. Then tomorrow night, a few clouds with a small chance of either rain or snow. Windy with a low of minus 19. Friday will be sunny, a high of minus 17. Friday night, cloudy with a low of minus 24. Saturday, cloudy with a 60% chance of flurries, a high of minus 21. And then Saturday night, the same chance of flurries with a low of minus 23. Sunday, cloudy with a 60% chance of flurries, high of minus 21. And we'll see the exact same for Sunday night with a low of minus 24. For complete online weather anytime, click on discovermoosejaw.com or the Moose Jaw Live app. I'm Katherine Ludwig. This is Greg Marsnick from Heritage Insurance, and you're listening to The Heartland at Noon on 800 CHAB. So many wonderful things happen at Christmas time uh, here in Moose Jaw. What a great community we live in. Moose Jaw's Riverside Mission, uh, the local homeless shelter. Of course, um, they're there for, for men who are homeless, but also there for the community, including uh, single moms with kids having trouble making ends meet. Um, the lunches, the dinners at the Riverside Mission are open to the community, everybody. Uh, no questions asked. If you're having trouble making ends meet, you can go to the mission for a meal. You can uh, follow them on Facebook. You can drop into the mission anytime to see uh, when and where you can get food and, and assistance. They're just a great bunch of people down there at the mission. We've got a number of great bunches of people doing things with the mission uh, this holiday season. Moose Jaw Connect Club made a $1,000 donation the other day. Peacock Collegiate Senior Boys Basketball Team held a Helping Hands Basketball Tournament on the weekend and delivered the proceeds uh, to the Riverside Mission. Not only that, uh, they sponsored a meal and served the meal at the mission earlier this week. The Mosaic Company uh, fed the folks down at the mission the other day. Beautiful roast beef dinner with potatoes and coleslaw and buns and 
Today, uh, from 3 till 5, it's the Merry Christmas Meal from the Mission. No lunch today, but uh, the Merry Christmas Meal from 3 till 5. And everyone will leave with a small gift. Thanks to the Moose Jaw Shrine Club and Purpose Financial, Aaron Rustin. Tell us what's going on at the Riverside Mission today. Well, Rob, we're absolutely honored to be part of this. Um, you know, as Christmas comes around and, of course, the colder weather that comes with it, uh, not everyone is as blessed to have a warm place to be or, or food or those types of things, the simple things that we take for granted in our life. So the Shriners, as you know, are very involved in making a difference in the lives of children, uh, not only in the Moose Jaw area, but right across Canada and around the world. Um, and really what we wanted to do is we wanted to step it up a little bit and say, hey, you know what? We want to make a difference in the lives of the everyday people that we see on our streets sometimes, like I say, that don't have what we have. So what we've done is we've come together. We've put together some stay warm packages, so to speak. We're going to have some mitts and some toques and some mugs for coffee or warm drinks inside and some other food-type items that we're going to be handing out. Um, and you know what? As part of Purpose Financial, uh, I believe in community. I believe in making a difference. And, and that's what this is all about. So we're just delighted and honored to be able to do uh, all in the spirit of Christmas. What a wonderful time of year. It is, you know, Rob, and, and again, we're just, we're so very blessed. And I think, um, I believe one of our roles in our life is to make a difference in the lives of the least of these. Uh, and we look at people every day. We don't know what they're going through. We don't know what their story is. But I feel we have a responsibility to step up and make a difference. And uh, just like you, Mr. Carney, um, we try to make a difference in people's lives every day. And we're honored to be able to do that. How blessed are we to live in a community like this, hey? We, tr- we truly, truly are. It. Look around us, people. Uh, we are fortunate to be here. Today, as we're walking down the street, and even, even going into 2022, just say a big hi and a big hello to people as you walk by them. Might shock them right into another parallel universe, but just rock <laughs> their world with the biggest hi ever. I know they might not see your smile with the masks on and those things, but they'll know what you mean. So just say a big hi and, and just uh, wish them all the best in this great year coming up. Merry Christmas to you. Merry Christmas, sir. And a tip of the hat to Aaron Rustin, Purpose Financial, and the Moose Jaw Shrine Club, sponsoring the uh, the Christmas cheer event at the Riverside Mission, and uh, also, again, the Merry Christmas meal from the Mission, coming up uh, 3 till 5 today in downtown Moose Jaw. We'll uh, take a brief time out and be back to visit with Jackie LaRue Mason from Tourism Moose Jaw, next on the Heartland at Noon. Oh, 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 no! My Santa Google ratings are slipping? We need to manage the naughty feedback and get better at targeting the nice demographic. Who has the time? I haven't even checked my list twice yet. And look at this email. Someone wants more hits on the TikTok. Is that some kind of alarm clock the workshop came up with? It's social media, big guy. I know. Let's outsource your list checking, build an e-com platform for gift fulfillment, and ramp up your branding into other lines. Maybe Santa endorsed toques and mittens. We need to check the creative brief. What about my briefs? Maybe some billboards for additional awareness. We need to check our go-to-market strategy. I remember when all I had to manage was milk and cookies. Cookies? We need to update our cookies policy on the website. And then check the analytics and see all the other information. Merry Christmas and Happy New Year from Homefield. This is Aaron Rustin of Purpose Financial, where we've been bringing clarity, understanding, and success to our clients' personal financial plans for over 35 years. And you're listening to The Heartland at Noon on 800 CHAB. If you were listening to Prime Minister Trudeau's address earlier this hour, you know there's more support on the way for a number of sectors, including tourism. We have so many businesses and people who rely on tourism to make a living in our city and while the local industry has been bouncing back since hotels and the casino and the tunnels of Moose Jaw and more have reopened, uh, it is a process for some and it'll take some time to bounce back financially. But that said, onward and upward and some positives to look back on and look forward to this holiday season and beyond, our Tegan Whitco has more. So Jackie LaRue Mason, Executive Director of Tourism Moose Jaw, joining us on the phone Jackie, another year in the books, uh, heading into what is our third calendar year amid this pandemic. But I'm hoping that the tourism numbers that you can provide us today look better than 2020. Yeah, you know, Tegan, we actually made out pretty good. I know and compared to some other locations in the province, uh, we, we definitely be, 
became a center where a lot of people felt comfortable and safe traveling to over the summer. Uh, some of it was some great, you know, uh, advertisements we were able to put out, some viral videos that caught fire right at the beginning of the year and, and allowed some people to really think about Moose Jaw as a, a safe and fun family destination. Um, I'll tell you a really great story about a family who, who actually missed their Disney vacation twice. And the next best thing they could come up with was Moose Jaw. So I was like, yeah, yeah, this is a story we've been hearing over and over again. So, you know, the stay close to home vacation was very popular this year. And our Moose Jaw businesses were, were really ready uh, for, for the crowds to come. Um, would I call it pre-pandemic numbers? Not quite. Uh, we noticed in our office uh, probably seeing about 50 to 70% of what is normal for us, uh, but we're talking like hundreds of percent increase over last year. So overall, a very positive year. I love that. Staying close to home. I mean, from it's not Mickey the Mouse, but it is Mac the Moose. That's still <laughs> nice to see. He's pretty cool, yeah. Well, I'm with the bigger antlers. I mean, that helps. It makes the picture more grandeur. <laughs> Absolutely. And, and, and it really was. That was one thing we did notice that, you know, at the beginning of, of the season, uh, you know, when, when all the restrictions were lifted in July, that we did notice that there were quite a few people who were from um, Alberta and 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 uh, Manitoba. And so we were quite happy to see that those were going to be the majority of our numbers. We definitely missed our American vi- visitors. There's no way around it. Like they, they make a major impact in our economy every year. Um, but I would have to say our locals definitely, you know, pu- pulled up their socks and, and got on the road a little bit. And, and I know camping was a huge thing this year. I know anybody who tried to camp struggled finding spots. But uh, as a result, I know our hotels got to see quite a bit of activity for a summer that, you know, I don't think anybody really knew what to expect coming into it. So overall, like I said, I, I have to say, even though we're not what we're used to, much better than we anticipated. So in terms of uh, tourism centers across the province, do you know kind of how we fare against the others? You know, statistics are a little hard to come by these days. They go by um, mostly hotel vacancies, which is such a small part of the picture right now because so many people were comfortable with camping. Um, so I can tell you anecdotally only, uh, I, I get the, the uh, fortune of talking to a lot of other destination marketing organizations on a really regular basis. Um, and I've, I've found anecdotally, we definitely seem to fare better than, than some of the larger centers for sure. Um, the only ones that kind of seem to compare to us were ones that are actually even known for having more outside spaces. So considering we have a really nice mix of the, you know, small metropolitan feel and as well as some open spaces outside, I think we, we did better than people who were anywhere close to our, our demographic of offering those kind of things. So I, I think, I think the big, uh, take away here is that anybody who could accommodate their their activities to being a little more out, outside or having a little more open air uh, like the trolley did really really well um, you know I think I think they did really well and, and as we saw over the last couple of years having that adaptability and being able to diversify a little bit uh, is what was going to make a big difference at the end. You mentioned the trolley numbers were good, obviously saw quite a substantial increase from 2021 over 2020. How many people did you have visiting the the center, the visitor center? Yeah, so again, I always say take these numbers with a grain of salt because we are really only a fractional proportion of the people who come through Moose Jaw. Uh, if we did a, a, a clicker out by the moose, which we do a little bit of that over the summer, um, we see usually on an average year about 30,000 people through the visitor center and about 150,000 people that take their pictures with Mac the Moose. So, um, And we know the numbers through Moose Jaw are cl- closer to again, pre, pre-pandemic, between three hundred and four hundred fifty thousand. So we kind of figure our numbers are representing about one out of eight to ten visitors to Moose Jaw. So we normally see between thirty and 31,000. Uh, for this year, we are seeing at this point, and again, we have to remember, we were very locked down for three of our busiest months in May, June, and half of July. Uh, we were seeing about 16,000 uh, people, not including our December numbers yet. Now, to break that down a little bit, what this looks like is that uh, April, May, and June, um, we were looking at being between 80 and 90% lower than, I'll say, average numbers. All higher than last year because we were closed completely, but they were definitely uh, lower than, than 2019. Then we get into July and August, and what we actually saw here was only between a 30 and 50% drop in numbers. So that gets really interesting. Again, July was 50, and we were closed for almost half the month, or 
restrictions were down um, for about half that month. Then we saw something really interesting. Our September numbers were outstanding. In fact, it was the second best September we've ever had. Um, and I think what that represents was that we did see a little bit of our older population uh, coming when it was a little bit quieter, which does, does tend to happen historically. But we also saw a lot of families that were you know, maybe extending their summer break a little bit more, the ones that were homeschooling potentially. Uh, but either way, we just know operating the trolley a little bit longer really did seem to be a, a good thing for us because a lot more people came through our office. So do you think weather also plays a factor in the larger increase in September? Because it was a long summer, it felt like, it, anyway. It was a long summer. Yeah, yeah. We, we, do, we do keep track of some of that information. Um, this, the best summer we had, uh, the best September we had was in 2019, uh, and it actually was not the most beautiful September we've ever had. So I, I would say that it definitely plays partially a role in it. Um, we find that is a bigger factor more in, like, October to February, March, when it's, like, blistery cold. We find a bigger difference. But having it just be a nice day doesn't seem to be a whole bunch of difference. Not for us. Again, we're really focused on, on some indoor activities, too, right, with the tunnels reopening, uh, with a lot of things like that probably made a big difference, too. Absolutely. So now let's look ahead a little bit into uh, 2022 and what that brings. I understand right now, Sidewalk Day is still scheduled to return next year. How will that help tourism numbers? You know, we've been seeing sidewalk days, uh, again, minus the last two years, we've been seeing it grow as a tourist attraction. So we're really excited because I do think, again, the concept of that being an open market outdoor festival is going to be a big draw. Uh, so we do anticipate that it'll have a very big impact. Um, historically, we've been having difficulties kind of managing numbers. We just kind of go based on hotel numbers. Uh, so this year we've got a bit of a plan to start tracking a little bit more information from people and where they're coming from. Um, but yes, I think I think having a couple of festivals, hopefully having festival awards back up and running, a lot of those things, it'll it'll definitely make a big impact for the summer. I know we are all looking to life getting back to normal, and obviously around the Christmas season we're feeling that even more so. But you guys had a, like a record breaking year for your Twinkle tours as well, hey? Yes, absolutely. And again, I think this is a real reflection that people are really excited to do anything with their families right now, and especially if they can do it in a way where they do feel safe, right? So I think I think we're we're going to see a few uh, modified activities come out like that over the next six months, hopefully, and get people transitioned so that, you know, as we're all hoping that we can get back to a, a much more of a normal uh, life, way of life next year, that people will transition because it's pretty hard to, you know, have the lights off for so long and then turn the lights on and expect everybody to just go out and do stuff, right? So we're hoping that we can go through the next six months as a bit of a transition, find some, you know, activities that get people warmed up for the summer and, and hopefully see just what I would love to see as a complete explosion. We kind of anticipated that snapback economy that, you know, I called it the slingshot economy. We were held back for so long. And we did definitely see some of that this summer. There's no doubt about it. Like I said, we had lots of restaurants that had record-breaking months in August. Uh, So all good news, um, but I think that there's still a long way that we have to come to get back to normal. Absolutely. Jackie, is there anything else that we should add today? Anything we missed? You know, I'm just going to do a little bit of a teaser because I know everybody loves it when I keep secrets, but we are going to be having a really big announcement coming from the tourism office, hopefully in the next 30 to 60 days. Um, so just kind of keep watch. Uh, we've, we've worked really hard. Is that a whole concept? If you build it, they will come. And, and this city has worked so well together. I know we're so excited that we've worked so well with the, the Moosha Chamber of Commerce and, and so many other local organizations. And this community has really, really great organizations. And when that happens, people notice that. And and uh, the, the announcement we're going to have is very much a result of, of what people have seen going on. So just keep keep your you know eyes on us, and we'll, we'll hopefully have something really big to, to share with you guys shortly. Jackie, the cliffhanger. Come on. <laughs> I know. It's a Christmas present for us, and, then, and that's it all I can say about that. Jackie LaRue-Mace and Tourism Moose Jaw. We'll take a time out. The Daily Commentary. Coming up, Heartland at Noon, CHAB. 800 CHAB, connecting the community. My name is Naomi, and I'm the social media clerk at the Moose Jaw Public Library. We're also offering our movie club again in January. Our first movie that we're featuring is the movie 12 Angry Men. Uh, it'll be screening on Monday, January 10th at 6 p.m. in the library theater, which is by the entrance of the art gallery doors. Uh, show starts at 6, and there'll be discussion afterwards at approximately 745. 
Connecting the Community. Brought to you by Moose Jaw Pharmasave. Serving Moose Jaw and area since 1916. Live well with Pharmasave. Moose Jaw Truck Shop, your number one diesel truck repair experts. Visit Moose Jaw Truck Shop on Facebook for more information. And Community Service Radio, 800 CHAB. I got text messages, emails, and a phone call early yesterday afternoon from people who were listening to the Heartland at Noon on CHAB. They were reacting to a most heartwarming visit I had with Lori and Derek Freeman of Moose Jaw. The local couple, unable to have their own children, set out to adopt years ago, and the process took them to an orphanage in Ukraine where they fell in love with two little boys and their sister. Carl, Sebi, and little girl Eboya will celebrate their first Canadian Christmas this weekend. Lori and Derek shared their story while their three beautiful children sat quietly in the CHAB studio. We talked about some photos Derek shared on social media earlier this year. One of the little ones on the day they left the orphanage. Their cute little faces with trepidation written all over them. Beside that photo, another one taken four months later here in Moose Jaw. Their faces full of hope and happiness. Derek and I got a little choked up when we talked about that. It was minutes later a friend of mine sent a text that read, If you don't get a tear in your eye, you may not have a heart. I'm Rob Kearney.